This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Babs Gray, and I've been mispronouncing it the whole time, but Paul Dono collects teeth. Nuh-uh. <laughs> yes. Wait. No. Wow. It's Dono? It's Dono. No. Whoa. Yeah. This is earth shattering. Big reveal. Big reveal. Damn. Mott Paul Dano, Paul Dono. God. It's so. Dono collects. It adds a little. I I don't know if I like it as much. I don't either. No. It's Paul Dano's better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think to the point where no one ever has corrected. I think one person told me about it. No one's corrected me in years. Because it's an improvement. Yeah. 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 Dano's better. Yeah. Dano. Wow. I'm Brandy Posey and Dano's better. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know. I'll I'll second that. I'm Tess Barker and Dano is better. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. For everyone, that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. I know, I know. It's, yeah. Wow. Sorry for every, uh, it's such a, when people don't know what it is, I don't even know if I should explain it. It's just a long thing. You shouldn't, you should never. Thing. Yeah. No. no. Okay. Just yeah, let it happen. Just yeah. let it, but let it be. Yeah. I just am at a loss. <laughs> Has anyone told him that his name is wrong? <laughs> I hope so. I think it was our friend Jessica who told me that that's what his name, I can't, but I was just like, no. And then I just looked it up before recording and pl- pressed the like play pronunciation thing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> My stars and garters. <laughs> That's Excuse like um, the police, oh. the author Nabokov, who wrote Lolita. He's they pronounce his name wrong in that police song, just like the old man in that book by Nabokov. And oh, I yeah. have been saying it wrong my whole life from I that did police song. Not realize that they referenced. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little Lolita sprinkle. And don't yeah. stand so close to me. There's a Lolita shout out. I did not. You betcha. Know. You betcha. Love it. The well, most well-read uh, pop band of the 80s. Yeah. What? Probably. How old were you guys when you had your first crush on a teacher? Wait, where is this coming? Mm. Oh, so that's Lolita. Okay. That's what the song was about. That's what yeah. the, that's oh, what don't stand so close to me. Is it with the song? I, I didn't know that. I didn't know what it was about. Um, yeah. I think, oh, yeah, junior high, there was... Sixth grade, yeah. Yeah, junior mm-hmm. high, there was a teacher who mm-hmm. gave me a gave me a Ray Bradbury book that I think I maybe still have. No, no, I don't still have, but he gave me Martian Chronicles, and oh. I loved him. Aw. Yeah. That's, that's a, I love that's that. a good teacher crush move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a band director in sixth grade. I had a big old crush on him, but we became homies. It was fun. 
yeah. stole a picture of Yoda for Christmas that year because he loves Star Wars. <laughs> My fifth grade teacher was l- all year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kept for years, the entire time I was in middle school, he kept it up on the wall. He loved Aww, it. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. My sixth grade teacher was like a legit hunk. Like, oh, yeah. I, he was like, I think probably like 20. He was young. He was like 24, 20, like legit, worked out all the time, shaved his arms, tan, <laughs> hunk. <Shaved> Damn. <laughs> My sixth grade teacher is the opposite of a man who shaves his arms. (laughs) 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 That is amazing. And we all, he would let us, like all the girls at recess, he would let us stay in and like use the whiteboard. Mm. And it was just like all the girls like competitively using the whiteboard. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that's a move, you know, that's impressive. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. That's that's amazing. Just a little dropping a little knowledge uh, of you guys, lyric knowledge yeah. and otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do we have anything to, sh- to announce to people to come see us do comedies? Uh, yes. I want to plug some stuff just to, you know, said it a couple of times that um, all of April, I'm going to be out all, all over the Midwest. Um, April 6th, Menasha, Wisconsin. April 7th and 8th, Minneapolis, Minnesota. April 20th, Bloomington, Indiana. April 21st, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, April 22nd, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, April 23rd, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. April 26th, Morgantown, West Virginia. April 27th, Columbus, Ohio. This is new, actually. Um, April 28th, Noblesville, Indiana at the Brick Room Comedy Club. April 29th, back in Columbus. April 30th, Indianapolis, Indiana at the Middle Ground Comedy Festival. Um, Come see me in any of those places. And then I've got dates in Santa Cruz and Austin and Portland coming up in May and June. I'm exhausted, Mandy. I know. I will be too. Um, (laughs) For real. But I'm excited. I'll have cool merch with me. I'm prepping for a new album. So you get to hear all the jokes um, in their best forms on this little tour. Their raw form. Yes. Come see Um, me. And if you guys are a really good show, maybe you'll be the album. Because I'm going to kind of record all of them and just see if I can just snap it. That's a good idea. Love it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And if you live in Austin, come see me the last week of April. I'm coming out with Lauren Vino. So fucking excited. And then I'll be in Denver the last week of May with my husband, Sean Green. Hell so, yeah! Yeah, you could bring him some aloe. That'll make sense. Uh, half we an will. Ha- yes, that'll make sense. You get ready. We that's a that's a nugget that you're about to hear unfurled. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this was such a fun episode. We had yes. a total blast with this guest. Um, she's hilarious. She's a comedian, actor, writer, and musician. Her first book we've actually referenced recently because uh, people were asking about this. It's called How to Be Alone If You Want to and Even If You Don't. And she has a new book coming out that you can pre-order now called You Will Find Your People, How to Make Meaningful Friendships as an Adult. She also has a live show called Tinder Live that's very fun. So please enjoy our hang with Lane Moore. Okay. All right. Yay. Oh, my God. I oh love God. the energy we have today, you guys. Can I just say? <laughs> I it's chaotic, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's chaotic good. Yes. It's excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's excited. <laughs> Something's wrong. We're exactly. excited. <laughs> and that's been the mood. Yeah. <laughs> We're firmly in the chaotic good uh, Venn diagram. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, actually, can someone explain that? I My question was, <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> where Where is the chaotic chart come from? Because, yeah. I mean, I know it's always nice to have a, a, a another way to, like, you know, differentiate yourselves from people. It's just nice to be like, isn't it like a like a role playing game thing? Isn't it like, isn't there something oh. like that? I feel like it has something to do with RPGs or something. 
Oh, Let me see. Well, then I very specific I and nerdy. Know. Yeah, maybe it's a Dungeons and Dragons. That would explain. Right, I think it's something like that, right? And yes. That, that sounds yes, right. Yes, it's your alignment from Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. Is, is it really? Yes, oh, that no. is that is correct. Okay, I was right. Okay, cool. I should have said it like a guy and been like, it's from D&D. Oh. I know it like, from my stupid <laughs> queer like, oh, you, you <laughs> dumb girls, why don't you know that? <laughs> Except I'm the queer brother. And so I'm like, I think they might know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There, so there's uh, lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good, lawful neutral, yes. ne- true neutral, chaotic neutral, lawful evil, neutral evil. Oh my God. Evil. I thought this was just like a philosophy class I didn't take in college. I'm so relieved. <laughs> I wish that was a philosophy class. I would have been in the front row every day. Like, please tell me more about the fairies. Yeah. This is incredible. I'm getting credit. I thought it was just a meme. I thought straight up someone invented a meme. This was meme. It felt like some BuzzFeed shit. You know what I mean? Or whatever the the current BuzzFeed. It kind of did. I think I saw a little graph at one point and I remember like, being like, oh, that makes sense that that's from D&D. That's cool. Like, I liked it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That I would if I yeah. didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it definitely changes my outlook on it. Um, I am famously <laughs> not a D&D person, but I think I, yeah, I, I, I like that it's kind of a, an, no offense, but like nerdy thing. No offense to our D&D yeah. listeners. But you guys know. Yeah, it's yeah. Nerdy. It's nerdy. <laughs> yeah, it's nerdy. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think, yeah, I don't think nerdy is offensive. And I think. Yeah. It's like I think even even D and D players would be like, of course, yeah, it's nerdy. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like I'm sure. friends with a lot of D and D players. I've I've i probably I've done very some exciting. Stuff. It's, fine. it's either you're excited to have something from the game out there being used public, or you're like, that's ours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right, and I think most D and D people are like, yeah, it's cool. D and D their energy is so good. They're just like, yeah. Like <laughs> I've never really met like a mean D and D player or like a gatekeeping D and D player. They're always just like the nicest, most wholesome nerds. I, I'm. Oh, I'm are yeah. you? Did you play Lane like on a regular basis? So I sometimes do like a D&D podcast, but like I don't um, not like on my own, but like I've been on other people's and things like that. I've like played with other people. I don't necessarily know what I'm doing in terms of like the like the rules like, or like yeah. there's certain things that I don't understand, but I'm really yeah, yeah. good. Quotation marks for the rules. I know they're important or whatever, but like what I yeah, am yeah. good at, what I do bring to the table in a D&D setting is like I'm really good at riffing and improvising and like being super weird and being like and now they go here and uh oh this woman has an <laughs> enormous vagina that engulfs the city like I can like yeah have fun yeah, with yeah. that even though I'm like what is what did I just roll I don't know totally rules are for dungeon masters that's what mm-hmm. their job is Ex- that's yeah fine. that's what they're there for yeah they literally they handle that shit I, I've only played once right. so I'm gonna talk like I know what I'm talking about uh <laughs> This is so Good. funny because no. we've kind of talked we talked about this game before on the show where it's kind of like I it's scared the improv aspect of it is what turns me off mm-hmm. actually because I'm like I just don't know if I can do that mm-hmm. and feel okay. Mm-hmm. And yet yeah. I'm very addicted to playing Risk which is like the just as nerdy much. Yeah, just yeah. as nerdy, but is about rules and is not any role playing. So I'm like, no, we need the rules. <laughs> What's <laughs> risk? Is risk well, a board you know game? Risk is. I mean, it's just a. No. it's like a war game where you same shit. You roll the dice and battle and shit. It's, it's nothing, monopoly with countries. There's just countries, no improv. Basically. There's no yeah. like characters Ooh, or anything. Sounds exhausting. Yeah, yeah you know. is it fun? I like it, but I mean, I think it's. Uh, I don't know why I'm like addicted to it. I honestly stopped drinking, and I think that's. Why. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's where you landed. You just like landed on the doorstep of risk and they were like, you can come in if you yeah, want. Like, it's something. Hey, I mean, it's good risk you know, it's to trade even. risk for. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going. Yeah, right. I, I am, it is risk. Now you only do virtual risk. Yeah, yeah. Hypothetical <laughs> risks. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't, I, whatever. Anyway. I don't want to take real risks anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going. That should be the commercial for risk. No, I, I never came home with Finland at the end of the night at the bar. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what about Randy? We Randy? know you still have a thirst for blood. What about Randy Risk. Bacon, though, that was a oh, character. Babs had a one That's night true. stand with a, a marine named Randy Bacon. We went to <laughs> we went to Big Bear. Yeah, oh, we really? went yeah. to Big Bear as a group to, for like a writing retreat, and we went out to a bar one night. And Babs met a marine named Randy Bacon. A Navy, Navy. I'm sorry, Navy. Navy men, Navy men. <laughs> and Tess and I were like, we negotiated uh, Babs's <laughs> release. Negotiated terms. Yeah, yeah. We, we wouldn't like, let her go right. unless we had his phone number. Yeah, and we had to see his ID to make yeah. sure that name was real. And it was. Yes. Uh, because that's his entire allure, yeah. I assume. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was hot as well. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, like, quotes up for hot again. Me. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, the quotes are coming back. I'm like, I'm like how hot could Randy Bacon be? Or, like, there's no way. Surprisingly, a man, Surprising. a man well, named Randy. But did he become hot because his name was Randy Bacon? And he's like, I really have to bring you it. You got to live up I have to the cards are stacked. That name goes one of two ways. You're not, you're not feeling uh, what uh, true neutral about Randy Bacon. Doesn't no, happen. no, no. You don't meet a lot of Randy. He's like, I have two life yeah. paths. He's yeah. not working at a research no. library. It was never in the cards for Randy Bacon. No, yeah, no. The military. Yeah. yeah, Sergeant. He wanted to become Sergeant Bacon. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's like, they're gonna have to say it now, <laughs> Sergeant Bacon, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> hey, a long I'm time. Fine. I mean, that happened a long time ago, but he did listen to the podcast, so you know, oh if he's, he's still, still, out still there, listening now, so. well, yeah. Captain, Bacon. congratulations on being surprisingly hot. Yeah, Captain Bacon. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. if Captain Bacon still listens, I'm gonna shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine a whole crew on like a a ship, like him playing the podcast over the speakers. I'm just yeah, exactly. And they're all like, "Yeah, Randy, you want to shout out? Come here, dancing to our theme songs and stuff." Oh yeah, I just love the. I, this is I'm sick. just like, picturing it like Top Gun, like they've got the podcast blasting while they're playing volleyball next to them or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. On yeah, the he's like, bro, you are a sergeant now. They're right, you are. <laughs> That's it. how it works. He's like became yeah, yeah, yeah. If a girl that you slept with a decade ago says it on a podcast. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Wow, congratulations. They're like bringing him a medal and like a, a beer stein. I don't know why it's a Oh yeah, stein. stein. I think we, did it. we give steins for the yeah. decade anniversary. Of <laughs> becoming a sergeant. <laughs> Uh, but it's an, from an American brewery, so yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> so get her done, as they say. It's symbolic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Symbolic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speaking of steins, I. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know Tess. So I believe. I believe in this. I want. No, I, I, I want you to make it even more than anything in this world. I'm so no, grateful I'm to be a woman due to the fact that I've ne- like. I feel like if you're a man, every time you're in a wedding, you get a monogram Stein. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's like yeah, the groomsman gift. Yeah, yeah, it's such a, yeah. and like how often are it's such an impractical size for a glass. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. stein or a flask. So yeah, it's like yeah. both kind of things that you really don't need more than one of. Yeah. Mm. Are they really <laughs> giving oh. those? I've oh, only been yeah. to like a few weddings. I don't care. Yeah. But like groomsmen get that. Groomsmen stuff. Yeah. get that or a flask. It is. Yeah. And, and yeah. And also, all, <laughs> the, all the yeah. weirdings of weddings I've gone to are like weird, and they didn't have the like traditional mm. things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? It, where it's just like, it wasn't necessarily that, but I'm fascinated yeah. <laughs> by like what a normal wedding well, is I mean, supposed to the, be. I sound like I just wedding, crawled out of a hole, but I don't party. care. Not for like the everyone groomsmen. at the wedding getting his Yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. for those like five, the five best bros. You know what? Get, like a, I just want to hear about the gift bag. I'm like, what swag, are they honey. I mean, I went to, oh my God, I did go to one wedding that had like legit fucking swag. Like legit. <laughs> what? Oh my God. You got, um... I want to go to oh. weddings now, but only if I know. This was my friend Megan's <laughs> wedding, and that was the one yeah. where I was a, a a bridesmaid, and she got us. Um, she had us these really beautiful Monique Ollier tuxedos. I got to wear a tuxedo as a bridesmaid. That was gorgeous, fucking lit, awesome. Great. And then the swag bag for the wedding, it was like, it was this gorgeous like beach canvas bag that I still use as my main beach bag. A cur- a Turkish cotton beach towel, which as you what? yes, uh, and it's. Expensive ass candle. <laughs> oh my god, this is all test. Yeah, <laughs> and I think like other accoutrement. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would love that though. I didn't know there were these benefits. Yeah, if you're cool. rich, if you're rich, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. it. Like a lot of the comedian, like a lot of the weddings I've gone to were like two comedians at city hall yeah, 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 with yeah. nothing, and you're like, this is cool in its own way. It is. Yeah, it's cool. One of my favorite, one yeah. of my favorite ones. Sh- shout out to Daphne and John. They had, um, they had uh, a coffee mug with their initials, and then coffee beans, like their favorite coffee beans. Ooh. That was oh, really that's cute. cute. I like Hell yeah, great. great I like a sentimental yeah. touch. I think that's why, like the beer stein. I'm like, who's using that? Who's going home? No, it's like, cute. I'm going to use so my wedding beer stein. Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. I want to. I want to shout out to my brother for his wedding. All his grooms when he got them uh, monogrammed hatchets. So they all had hatchets, <laughs> oh. like cool, like with like a little like a like wow. a le- leather thing on the top, and then he also monogrammed the insides of their suits with their nicknames for each other. Cute, oh, that's cute. That's that's cute. A monogrammed hatchet is yeah. cute because in the apocalypse you're gonna be like, "This oh was God, a great it's wedding." My Mon- hatchet. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and then if somebody dies and it's like found at the crime scene, they're like, oh, oh it sounds like a beautiful yeah. wedding. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Really I got nice. my bridesmaid's I... Lululemon leggings. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's a good I mean, move. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. Great. Because yeah. I, I, like, I wanted to the morning of my wedding, to, like, practice yoga. So that was their little gift. And then we did a yoga class. Oh, the next that's morning. cute. Yeah. That's cute. I feel like I, I feel like I would just be giving out like pins of my like old my old merch, merch that I haven't sure. <laughs> That's what people are not Adam, at just Babs. Not Adam, no. <laughs> or all the shit in my closet that I told him the other day. I was like, we need to have a yard sale, and he's like, why? And I'm like, I have stuff, and <laughs> so it's just gonna be stuff that I haven't been able to get rid of in my house. <laughs> You're gonna be like, this is from me to you, yep. for me, for you. <laughs> like, Here's like a watermelon mask that uh, I didn't work for me. Also pre-used. Sorry. Yeah. About that. <laughs> It might be expired, but my love for you never will. Like you should try to make it work. <laughs> I swear this was thoughtful and not at all. I'm not at all unloading. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. This 10-year-old mustard from my fridge is 
great. And it reminds me, I got <laughs> it's it. It's symbolic. I got it now, when we mustard, met. We can so. agree. Mustard never goes bad. So I think. I don't think it does, right? Is it nice mustard? Sure. Uh, I know you're not really giving this. But what <laughs> I think nice mustard is legit a good gift. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. sure. My sister's, my sister's ex, my sister's ex loved mustard. And like, you know, it was one of those things where it was like over, it was like, we got him too much mustard. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's like, that's like a, that's like roosters for a mother. Yes. Yeah. It was like, there was at a point it was like, you can't physically eat this much. No. Mustard. And because even a Travis. thing of mustard could last you like years. a year and a half. You, you, you're Decades, absolutely. And, <laughs> um, and I think that's the other, it's hard enough for all of us, but especially if you're a straight guy and you let it, you divulge any of your interests because yeah. nobody knows what to get you. So that's mm-hmm. it. You're yeah. only yep. going to get that thing. Uh, yeah, Sean, every you get, it's either Eagle stuff or whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Wait, it. I always love it's oh, so funny. it's like shopping for your dad as yes, a kid. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. mm. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Where you're like aftershave, I guess. <laughs> Poor dad. You've used that. Here's a here's a planner. It's fine. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of them are not it's very true. good. I don't really it's feel true. that bad. Honestly. But like, do men even use aftershave? <laughs> You'll get better gifts if you're a better dad. Yeah, yeah. What? Do men yes. use aftershave? Yeah. Like what exactly is aftershave? I have no idea, but I just remember being a kid and us being like aftershave is what we're getting him why like yeah and it's like dollar store it's just like pure right it was always that green one (laughs) that's just like i think pure alcohol just like chuck it at your face if it's flammable yeah they moisturize now instead of aftershave is that like what because aftershave just dries your face out well so it doesn't bleed actually i would i would like to to put out what my husband is doing right now and get some thoughts uh okay he I have yeah. like a, a lit. I have a really nice collection of skincare products that's up for anyone's use in the bathroom. He uses aloe as a moisturizer, <laughs> as a everything. He thinks, is he, bur- <laughs> is he always burnt? Burnt? No, he's <laughs> never burnt. He's never burnt. My husband is frequently burnt to a crisp. He loves aloe. <laughs> I don't know why. I, he does not know what sunscreen is, that and is, that's his I joy. keep throwing flames at him with aftershave. No, like he thinks like that. He's he's like no, it's it works really good as a moisturizer. And I'm like, I don't think that's moisturizing your skin. Uh, I guess I don't I know because they put it in lotion and say, but it's supposed to be they soothing. put it in lotion yeah. in stuff. But just just raw aloe is uh, raw dog and aloe is a choice. <laughs> it's a very. It feels like a very Irish Spring equivalent. Of- yes. <laughs> Yes, it does. In his in his defense, I've been your husband. I think years ago I was like, Alice, super soothing. I think maybe this could work for me, but I don't know that it like moisturizes. And the other thing it does, and I don't know if it does this for him, but it leaves like a cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah, a, it leaves yeah. like a yes, film. That's the thing. So it's, it's not. Sticky. So then that's when I was like, oh, I'm not right about this. I'm gonna abandon this. But he's like. I right. love it. Thank you, Lane. That's exactly my point. I said, doesn't it leave a film? Because I've been a sunburned yes. person. I've had to use aloe for its intended purpose, and I know about the film. And I think <laughs> this is just the kind, yeah. this is what straight men, the lack of detail that a lot of husbands yeah. have to their own face. <laughs> well, and it's a funny and I think they just commit to it, right. and they're like, I'm right about this. I'm never going to second guess it. If I have a film, yeah. I have a film. Yeah. <laughs> I have a film. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like I, I, yeah, under, after I sun, understand after sunburn, you their welcome the film. You of know. course. It's not a film I'm looking Because it feels like a protective. Yeah. It's like a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want a blanket, like a filmy blanket. And also, you know what the other thing is too? 
men are not putting over other things over the film. Mm -hmm. But when you try to put on like anything else, sunscreen or whatever, which I guess maybe he does not use. (laughs) So I always burnt, but uh, I know he's not, but it's now real (laughs) conversation, but (laughs) it's just far funnier. But um, he's just always like, don't touch me. (laughs) Um, Still. But if you try to put on sunscreen or like any kind of makeup, like you get that Mm -hmm. feeling. Mm -hmm. But men aren't doing that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're not. But and then I guess like I don't know about you guys, but like I wear sunscreen every day and I feel like I feel it at the end of the night. Like it makes me have to wash my face because I can feel the sunscreen on there. And I think they're not bothered in that way. Like they don't know that right. they have to slough right. off all the product at the yeah, end of the, the night. Yeah, yeah, it's not. They're like poor. I feel s'mores. like it might be a packaging thing. I think that you should hide something in the aloe bottle because you know oh. your, your skincare stuff probably. It looks, looks so like, gay. You know. It looks so yeah. gay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, fellas, it's a gay to moisturize, and then you know, uh, right, right, aloe. right. Yeah, so. aloe is really gender neutral. <laughs> Honestly, it's like really rugged. Oh my god. <laughs> I love what? it. This this bottle is like really sporty. No, it, that legit <laughs> might be it. And like, what if it's because like the aloe is the same color as the Philadelphia Eagles colors? <laughs> I mean, I if, do think there's a green. I think there's a color thing going on for I, sure. I, I think there is. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it, probably. Because <laughs> because honestly, put some of it. Maybe just replace his bottle with a floofy bottle full of aloe exactly. and just oh. see what he does. See if he uses it. Yeah, like, oh, I just so. thought it matched the room better. Yeah, <laughs> troll him. <laughs> Troll him and suit him. These kinds of games in relationships are fascinating. <laughs> that you can't just be like, here's a nicer moisturizer. You have to you be could, like, but he wouldn't okay, use I've it, hidden right? it. Yeah, yeah. I know. But he wouldn't use it. That's yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this shit is so ingrained in him. Like, I actually keep a pink toothbrush in the travel bag because I know he won't use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've, I've been scrolling on aloe on the side just trying to be like, what about raw aloe? And yeah, sun, sunburn keeps coming up often. Like, you, could put it, you could put it with this. Like, yes, it does have healing, soothing, anti-inflammatory properties by itself, but yeah. mix it in with something else. Yes. Yeah. Uh... But then that's also like, I don't know. It, it is like that common meme that's just like women have, and I, I, I'm using this voice because I hate this so much. Women have like 2,500 products and their face looks like garbage and men just like wash with Irish spring and like throw whatever on their face. They're throwing raw aloe. We look amazing. And I'm like, to whom? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, like, you got to film. Yeah. Yeah. Rose. yeah. That's what it is. Honestly, maybe we haven't, they look good because it's the film. Yeah. We don't know it. <laughs> yeah it's like the vaseline on the lens <laughs> yeah 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 yes yeah <laughs> he looks amazing he's got this like film about him do you mean glow no, no. i mean really film. real I mean, sticky film. film you have a face for film honey that's incredible yeah <laughs> Is he doing his decolletage too? <laughs> oh, I doubt it. I doubt he even has heard that word. I if that that's too- anyone get in the chest here oh, too. The ew, ew, the little I'm follicles saying. stuck together. I hate it. It would just look like boogers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it would look like he was like haunted in an yeah. attic. Like, it's like, yeah. it's like spider webs. It's giving me the last of us a little bit. A little bit. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet, but I, I just trust. imagine fungus zombie chest. Yep. Yeah, yeah. fungus cool. zombie chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but I think decolletage <laughs> is too long to be a wordle word, but if that was the wordle word, he would fail. He would not know that that was a word. No. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't think they do. I don't think they do. And that's, I don't know if it's better or worse for that's them true. if they don't. Yeah. Part of me is like, good I for know, you. Right? I mean, you don't need I mean, to, I guess. Just, no one needs yeah, to. For them, it's just above titty. Titty. Yeah. yeah. Almost, almost yeah. titty. Pre titty. Yeah. A T or B T. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we have to. Yes. We'll, we'll we have to take a break. We'll be back in a second, everybody. That went by so fast. I know. Hear me. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. I'm Lane. And uh, we want to talk to you about your new book. Oh, my God. It's coming out uh, next month, right? In April? Yes. Yay. So yeah. It's called You Will yeah. Find Your People, How to Make Meaningful Friendships as an Adult, which I feel like we get a lot of questions about, you know, from our listeners. So, yeah. Tell us yeah. about, you know, the impetus behind writing and all that. Yeah. Um, so I... My my first book that I wrote was called How to Be Alone, which was um, so I feel like it's like a follow up to that <laughs> yeah. um, where you're kind of like uh, my first book was more about like, oh, how do you like deal with all of like your childhood shit that kind of made you like like isolate to some extent or like choose really bad friendships and choose really bad relationships and like whether you want to or not, at some point you have to kind of face those things about you where you're like, oh, maybe my blood family like wasn't that great. And maybe like my friends as kids, like, or as a teenager, like I wasn't choosing really good people. So kind of like being okay with being by yourself, being okay with like actually seeing yourself as like a friend and actually, you know, developing a relationship with yourself so that you can like create better relationships and friends. And then with this book, it's like, okay, so then once you got into the world and you're like, okay, I need better friends. I have a better idea of like where I'm coming from, all of my like shit that I'm kind of grappling with and the mistakes that I make and the people I tend to gravitate towards who maybe aren't that good. Now, how do I take all this information and like actually have good friendships, see which of my friends are maybe not very good for me, break up with these friends if I have to, deal with friendship breakups, even if I don't want to deal with them and they're really painful. Just all these things that like, nobody teaches us. And I realized was something that I was, I was dealing with as well. And I was like, okay, this is something that's been such a big thing in my life where I always felt like everybody, but me had like five incredible friends. They saw every single day. And like, somehow I had done it wrong because I didn't have that. And so I wanted to write a book about that and just how like exhausting and messy and strange and confusing it is to try to be like, do you want to be my friend? And you're like, <laughs> fully a grown up. Now. You're not 13. Uh, yeah. It feels like mm-hmm. shit. You know? <laughs> what? I mean, do you yeah. have any sort of like practical top line advice items like for because it is this is like a very common question we get from our listeners. So yeah, I'd be curious to hear sort yeah. of your input on like steps to take if you maybe move to a new city or you just feel like you just want more friends. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I always, I always struggle with like, I mean, I, I I can give it to some extent, but I always struggle with um, just like really like, oh, do this. Because I think a big part of what the book does is like, it's kind of the antithesis Mm. of that. I mean, I still have tips that I will give you, of course, but 
I do kind of hate the oversimplification right. of a lot of the way we talk about it, where it's just like, go to a club. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to yeah. go and do that. Like it, it makes it really easy. And I think that, um, and it's the same thing, like, you know, mm-hmm. with like, when how to be alone came out and they were like, what are some tips? And I'm like, Oh, it's a deep struggle. <laughs> but at the right. same, you know what I mean? Yeah, when you're yeah. just like, it's such a long journey and there's layers like an onion. Um, <laughs> totally. you know, not to evade the question, but just to hold both parts of like, there are things you can do, but there's like all these other feelings to unpack and like things to examine. Um, but I think the biggest thing that making friends really takes that like, you know, understandably, many of us don't really want to do anymore is like, it really does take a lot of vulnerability. Like one of the things I talk a lot about it, I really do think that making friends as an adult is just as scary. And like, as, as trying to tell somebody like, I like you, do you also like me? Like, there's no difference. Really. You are finding another human being and being like, I think we have some sort of chemistry here. Would you like to talk more? Like it's just as awkward and hopeful and like strange, but we talk about it. Like it's supposed to be really easy when we all know it's not really that easy. But so I think, you know, um, one of the things I would advise is you do kind of have to have that vulnerability of being able to say, cause it's not going to happen on its own. Yeah. You do have to take that leap and be like, Hey, I'd kind of like to be your friend if you want. Like you have to have that conversation. You have to in a perfect world it just happens on its own. But, you know, I do think that we need that like communication and that vulnerability and and really stepping outside our comfort zones and I think that that's really the hardest thing. Yeah, I think vulnerability yeah. is something that like it's counterintuitive sometimes I think because people are so scared to be vulnerable around other people, but that's actually I it, certainly yeah. for myself something that attracts me to other people. Like when you're vulnerable, that just, exactly. I think people are like, oh, I don't want to show people who I really am. But like, that's actually going to be the thing that like draws people in. It shows a self-confidence Same. too, I think, because it's just like, you know, regardless of whether you like the thing I'm being vulnerable about, I am being vulnerable and how you feel about it is secondary to me choosing to share, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. And I think that's like, it's something I really highly encourage because I know so many of us like myself included, like, like there is a part of you that feels like asking to be friends with somebody as an adult, you feel like an alien or something where you're just like, well, I have landed here. Would you like to be my friend? And it's like, no, it's not that we have never had a friend before. It's not that like, you know, but you do kind of feel like that. Like, this is weird that I would want a new friend. This is weird that I didn't have all my friendships figured out by the age of 18 or, or, you know, 20 or whatever, but it's like, it's, it's, I don't think it's read that way, but like you're saying, I think that if you, I think there is something that if, if we have a group of people and we're all secretly feeling like, well, I don't want to seem too vulnerable, but like, if you have the courage to be that vulnerable and it's the right fit, the other person's like, oh, thank God. Cause that's what I wanted to. So I think it can be something that actually really bonds you to the right. Exactly. People. It's sort of like a litmus test. It's like you do it and then the right people are going to be attracted to it. And then like the other ones weren't for you anyway. So it, it is kind of like mm-hmm. dating, I guess, in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it can be hard so. to make. I think it's like so hard as an adult too, because, you know, we're also busy. And I mean, yeah. we have different kinds yes. of busy here in LA, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, I have a hard time seeing anybody and so when you're trying to make time for a new person it can be hard when it's a friendship like if it's dating and you're really focused on making time for that that might be you know take priority or something but yeah you have to really like be on top of 
it if you're, you know, trying to like make sure you're in regular communication with somebody. So I feel like that can be hard because especially when you're getting to know somebody new and you're like, all right, what kind of text level are we at? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's That's all so that hard. it's all that stuff. Yeah. Like I've I've been really thrilled like when I've talk to people about the book where I've been so like a lot of the things that like other people, like the things that you're bringing up, I'm like, that's in there because again, like I wrote it from a place of like, these are the things that are awkward for me. This is what I have noticed in my friendships, but it is so universal. Like we are having that. Like I talk about the, like, will they, won't they of friendship? Cause that is what <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is where you're sure. just like, is this going to take off? Are we going to actually like go forward with this? And like, it really is this, like, am I texting them too much? They said they wanted to be friends, but like, are we texting every day, every week? How often should I see them? Maybe that's not what they want. Like we might not be thinking of it in that same way, but I think at our base level, there is a bit of that where it's like, is this too much? Do I want more than they want? What are they looking for? Are they looking for something casual? Like it's crazy. Mm -hmm. The similarities. (laughs) And I mean, I think a big difference between those kind of relationships and romantic relationships is we have so many examples and archetypes of of romantic relationships. And I love that you wrote a book about friendship because there's such a dearth of materials about that and about how you're supposed to behave. Whereas like a dating situation for probably worse We've seen so yeah. many, yeah. <laughs> so many examples of how we're supposed to behave. There's a cultural like understanding of we do this, but with friendships, there's not that. And so then you can feel so weird for being like, I would like to be serious with you. And you're like, am I, do I sound like a murderer? <laughs> but it's, it's the same type of thing where it's like, I want to be your close friend. God, this sounds ridiculous. But there is a little bit of that, that I think you kind of have to do because everybody wants different things. And then you know, what you were talking about, Babs, with like the scheduling thing, that's a whole other thing. Like there's so many people who I love and I want to be closer friends to, and I know they want to be closer friends to me, but our schedules never match Mm -hmm. up. And like, they're busy or they come back into my life like once a year and you're like happy to see them, but you're like, why can't I make these work? And, and, you know, it's just, there's all these things to navigate that you wouldn't like, if, if it were a romantic relationship and there was somebody who like only swept back into your life like twice a year and was like, hey, I finally have a minute. Do you want to catch up? You'd be like, fuck off forever. <laughs> right, right. And you're like, I totally get it. I've been slammed. Let's go get coffee. So yeah. it's so funny. But I think the upshot of that is like you there's know? so much less bullshit or I think can be so much less bullshit yeah. and baggage around a friendship than there is around a romantic relationship that I think like if you do only meet up twice a year, it doesn't come with all that. Mm-hmm. All those sort of totally. extra layers. Right. It's not like, well, I clearly mean nothing to you. You know, it doesn't have that. But then there is also this, like, sometimes there can be. I know with some of those friends, whenever I see them, I'm like, oh, I wish we could do this more often. And I don't think it's necessarily because they, like, don't like me enough or they're not prioritizing it. But also, sometimes those are feelings you have where you're like, why? Like, does this person, like you have all those weird insecurities of like, does this person already have five people or two people that they prioritize and they see regularly? And I'm, I just didn't make the list. And like, I'm only their friend for when they come up for air every six months. Like it's, it's wild how much, but I think that's like, that's why I wanted to talk about all this stuff because you feel, I know I feel like I must be the only one who's like, overthinking it this much but I think you do I think that's these are normal people. things you yeah think. I think yeah. so many people yeah. have like a fantasy of like they want the golden girls house in the future but like everyone we all that. do yes I mean that's the <laughs> dream but then you're like oh fuck they 
How do you we're fill not, the house? We're not going to have a Golden no. Girls house. We're going to have a Lady to Lady complex. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just I mean, that's love the that dream. Like, every woman I know has a fantasy of being a widow with her girlfriends. <laughs> It's true. I love that it's specifically widow, not divorcee. Widow. I really want my husband to fucking die and I'm just with my girlfriend. Yeah. But again, it's like, how do you? I think that's it where you're like, well, how do I get there? Because I don't think it's like magically going to happen when I'm 60 years old. Like, you have to start. It's kind of like with dating where you're, where I know for me, like, a lot of the time I was like, I want to be like two years in, I don't want to go through all yeah. this other shit. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing with right. friendships where you're like, if I want that friendship where we're all chilling at 50, 60, 70 years old, I have to start somewhere. I'm not just going to wake up and we've known each other 20 years <laughs> though, though I would love that I'd pay for whatever that service was. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I also, don't think it's real. I'm also hearing here that we might need to pitch the first friendship reality show where, oh. <laughs> <laughs> where you, even though somebody's feelings are going to get very hurt. I, yeah. mean, I would. Oh, absolutely. Here to make friends. There you go. Right. Yes. I I am here to make friends. The Bachelor minus the Bachelor. (laughs) Right. And it's like like I'm in like a club dress, and I'm like I'm really excited about this. I've been ready to settle down with a friend for a while now, and I'm here to make friends. I'm a dental hygienist. Oh my god. Honestly, that would be such a fun reality show. You just get dressed up with your friends and go hang out in a mansion. That's that's so awesome. Yeah. I work in PR and I'm not here to mess around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still randomly one chick in a chicken costume for some reason. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm goofy and the right friend will get that. I'm like, now I want to yeah, shoot this more the, than the anything limo in my life. Up, The limo drive ups. And no yes. one <laughs> right, yeah. They're like, I'm Casey. I'm here. I'm a little crazy. And you're like, oh. <laughs> It'd be like yeah. the first 15 She's minutes of real. every bachelorette party. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. What's happening here? Yeah. There's like someone crying at the end and she hasn't interacted with any of the other women at all. You don't know why she's crying. And everyone's just like really nice to her. Just <laughs> like, and then like everyone starts crying. I'm watching this show. I'm to. already, t- I'm yes. tuned in. Yeah. I'm tuned so in. Old. It could absolutely be a show. I mean, I was... Brody Jenner's cousin on a show about him making friends. Oh, I always forget about that. Well, I was cut out because I was too funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They wanted me to do a bit and the show did not want bits. Uh, But I was his cousin in a show called Bromance where he was looking for a new member of his entourage. So it's like the the format exists. It's out there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very much. I, I think there's. Yeah, I I would be completely in whether it was like a reality show or like partially like scripted. I would I would watch the hell out of that because it's so because also like there's something specifically like really like romantic, even if it's platonic, like really romantic and beautiful about like when friendships actually form Mm -hmm. like that, like intimacy and that sort of like, oh, my God, you're like in you like want to be here you want to know me we're not having sex we just want to form this like really beautiful intimate bond like I really think I've been obsessed with friendship since I was a kid because it just seemed like such a hard nut to crack and also because all these like tv shows and movies and everything like I don't know I've just always been obsessed with the like friendship that's like you're kind of each other's soulmate like I just think it's incredible Mm -hmm. 
I would, that's why I'm like, I would watch this show where you have, especially God, when you get like a group of women together too, and you're just like, I would watch all of these like seven or eight women or whatever, like platonically fall in love in this own way. That it's it like, would be really interesting. God, it's like a drug. Yes. Yeah. See how people present themselves the way when they're looking for platonic friendships and not romantic. Instead, yeah. Right. Yeah, because you're not like, I will present myself as a, a wife. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I will cook. I know how to do it. I know all the sex stuff. Like you're not doing no. the same. Yeah. Be honest. I'm, I'm here to I'm here to bring flashes. you candy and weed. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Test wins. The things you're looking for, I'd be and also it'd be so funny to see like the interviews and you're just like, I don't know. Right now I'm like really leaning towards Tess. I think we have a vibe and she like brings like candy and weed, which is like really my love language. So like I think this could be good. And they turn to Tess and they're like, I don't know, like I'm kind of thinking about Lane, but I'm also thinking about this. And you see like who's not matched <laughs> up or whatever, and you're like, oh. Chaos. Will they make it or will they won't? Will she see what could be there? Like, exactly. I love it. This has just become us selling Honestly, a TV show and I'm okay If anyone's with, listening yeah, and you have it. TV show money, hit us up. Give it. Yeah. <laughs> Throw, Throw it, it at us. our faces. We will make this. Well, then you could bring in an ex-friend like halfway through the season or something. Oh, oh my goodness. The Korean drama. And they're like, my name is Tiffany and Lane broke up with me last season, as you all remember. And I'm back. And I don't care who knows it. And I'm going to confront her to get the real dish and you're like oh, what? Boom. but you have the opportunity to keep <laughs> yes. her if you forgive her and kick one of the other girls out oh my god yes <laughs> i'm imagining a, a and, I, and then i like challenge. read it from like an envelope <laughs> yeah like, like an overly large envelope and i was like i will be getting back together with sheila and everyone's like oh and i'm like and tess will be going home and you're like that's a weed and i'm like i'll call you after i don't they told me i have and then to we find the out that you've secretly been texting tess the whole time uh, right i was secretly texting and then also like the new friend i brought back in wasn't even good for me and she was just a, she was lying about this and then we have like a reunion with me and tess and i'm like i'm so sorry and she's like i still brought the weed and i'm like you, you would I love this. <laughs> right. I'm like, I knew you would. And it's like, everyone was like rooting for it. And then like, I'm like, I'm like tearing up. This is like so beautiful. This is what happens though. I like fall in love with my own creation. Like, do you get oh, that yeah. when you're like oh, yeah, riffing sure. and talking about something? And then I'm like, God, I'm so in love with this. This is all I care about now. <laughs> I will never love anything as much as I love this thing we made up three minutes ago. Yeah, it's like going on a shopping spree in your brain. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It really is. They're like, I'm gonna wear these outfits every day. I'm never gonna wear anything else. <laughs> that is really emotional. Oh my stuff. god, wow. I love it. I love it. Oh, um, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a party. I fucking great. It's great. I think it would be. Yeah, I think it would really. Be. I think. I know, I know, I, I know. And now I'm like, yeah, right. Now we have to like come down from the high of this. And I don't want to. Never, never. I don't want to. This I want to like forever. do another bump, but I won't. Yeah. I won't. Oh, our, it, this is kind of related. But last night I had a dream during the brief time that I slept that I was friends with Taylor Swift and I got to sing Mastermind with her. It like karaoke Whoa. or something. Yeah. Oh, funny. Oh what an ideal dream. I love dreams that are just like, Fun and That's stupid. That's what it was. Right. It's my yeah. favorite type yeah. of dream. Uh, honestly, and I was, you're not like we were just like this meaning. had no like, secret meaning. meaning. Right. right. I want to do this. I just yeah. want to hang was out. Just fun. Yeah. Hidden meaning. Yeah. It was fun. I got to experience it, and then I woke up. That's my. Like that's. I want every dream. Yeah, I have to and be like probably that. honestly more fun than actually being friends with Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not. You're not having to talk to a security guard. You're just like having a good time. <laughs> 
Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're having to do the show. They're like, you have to get here at 3.50. There's like production delays. Like, I was imagining, was yeah, like, when you said it at first, I was imagining a situation where you're like, she pulls you onto the stage from the crowd. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I'll try to will that into my next session. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's try to <laughs> make that happen. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, Elaine, when you're writing this book, like, um, how did your friends feel about you writing a book about friendship? Were they like, oh, I have a story for you? Or like, how, <laughs> what was the process of, of all of this? I mean, I think, I mean, everybody was just like, hell yeah. yeah. Like, this is something that we need to like, this is something like everyone was like, I need that book as well. Yeah. Like, I need to read that. And, you know. I, I, cause I don't think I have any friends who are like, I don't struggle with that, but good for you for writing about it. Like that, that didn't happen. <laughs> like yeah, every yeah. single person was like, Oh, please write about that. Because that was like, I think the interesting thing, sometimes when you are writing something like that over the course of writing it. And then like, when you start to tell people you're writing it, that was actually when I had the flood of people being like, Oh my God, I have this story. And like, honestly, right. things are weird with a lot of my friends. And you're like, they are because there's so many, even like when I, I sent it out to get like blurbs from people. And then there were people who wrote me back with blurbs who like, I never, I never would have thought like we got a, um, a, a gorgeous blurb from Abby Jacobson. And like, I would have thought Abby Jacobson never struggled with this in her life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. Like you just think someone like that, you're like, Oh, it's been easy. You like met Alana, probably a bunch of other people who uh, names I do not know. And you it were just fine. And like all like I think it just shattered my idea that like I was the only one who was struggling with this and maybe five other people. But you realize like, oh, this is something that so many people relate to in their own ways. And even in my own friendship circles where I'm like, uh, my friend doesn't understand this. She has her friendships figured out. I'm just like the weird one lagging behind. Mm -hmm. And then because I opened this door to talk about it, they were like, actually this friend like totally did this shitty thing. And you're like, what? Like, I think that's, that's been a really cool thing for me with like talking about these kinds of sticky topics and whatever, whether it's comedy or writing or whatever, where, you know, you have, that moment where you're like, I'm sure this is just me. And if everybody judges me and calls me weird, okay. Yeah, yeah. But instead it like opens this door where people are like, actually I feel that way all the time. Yes. Yeah. I think that's what's so awesome. powerful <laughs> about, about vulnerabil vulnerability. God, mm -hmm. I, I always fuck up that word. Um, <laughs> just like, yeah. When you knowing that they're, you're not alone. It's like, that's a very <sighs> powerful feeling. And you know, people can go through so much and just, Obviously, yeah, be so isolated. And then when you realize that it's not just you, it makes things a lot easier. <laughs> you, I don't it makes things so much easier. And it's, I think it's one of the most like, I just been one of the, I mean, I don't, <laughs> for someone who tends to be very vulnerable and like takes that leap a lot. Like, I think people think that when you are taking that leap often that it's like not hard for you. And I'm like, no, no, it feels like knives. It feels it's like jumping into a vat of acid. Yeah. It's right. I don't think I've ever just like, this is easy. I still have moments where I like walk into a room or a conversation or whatever. And I'm like fully prepared for everybody to just like stare at me. Like we're not picking up on any of this, like, mm -hmm. but it doesn't, I think it's, I, I like to think that the more you do it and the more you talk about these things and the more people are receptive, that kind of wears away that sort of like feeling that maybe you had as a kid. I know I always felt like 
the weird one in, in my friend group or trying to talk to people about things. And I think, you know, maybe you still have some of that as an adult where you're just like, I'm going to say this thing. No one's going to get it. Despite, despite like years of, of, of doing comedy and writing and having people be like, oh my God, she says what I'm thinking. I'm like, I do. Yeah. There's still that part of me. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? That's like 13 years old. That's just like, nope, I'm the weird one. No one relates to me. And I'm like, how many more years of like total strangers telling you that like they relate to your stuff more than anybody? Like how many more years are we going to do this and like still believe we're the weird ones, which I feel like maybe you can understand a million a percent <laughs> until we get to the golden girls house. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think so. And then we'll be like, you get it. I'm not even saying anything yeah. else. And everyone's like, yeah, I do. Everyone's and then you like, just, your nervous system. <laughs> relaxes. Cheesecake. Let's, yeah. <laughs> like, let's change out of our funeral blacks and then go get the cheesecake. Yeah. Yes. All of our husbands are dead. I know and then they were all buried on the same day and we had like a party but it was like you know tasteful tasteful but fun (laughs) it's a a celebration of life chaotic Chaotic. yeah (laughs) just a celebration of my life post husband Uh (laughs) yeah exactly he was there too in the coffin (laughs) all right we gotta take a break we'll be right back everybody Lady to Lady, I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. I'm Lane. And it's that time of the show, Lady Problems. You can give us a call at 323-6-BUT-30, or you can email us, ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com. Lady. Lady Problems. Lady. Lady Problems. Lady Problems, do you have them? Lady Problems, do you have them? People have them. Hey, ladies. Um, Little alcohol sleuth update. We never found the culprit, but my um, little sister's boyfriend, who was there that night, uh, got whiskey from my sister and brother-in-law for Christmas, and he's a very pale, red-headed guy, and he turned so red and was like, oh, whiskey, why why whiskey? And they're like, oh, you know, it's just like, do you like to get all the guys in the family whiskey now that you're 21? So I thought you'd enjoy that little update. Second of all, I do have another little lady problem. I've heard that you want more. So I thought I would call this in, and I'll try and make it quick because I have about a minute. But basically, my sex life could use some love and attention, and I absolutely adore my husband. But there's certain ways that he parents versus I parents that are a huge turnoff for me. And I feel like I want to just write down a whole list for him of like, hey, these are the things that you do that really turn me on, and these are the things that you do that really turn me off since I'm the problem child here. Um, I don't know if that's just like really rude or just putting all the onus on him being like, hey, you are in charge of everything and have to make me happy so that I want to do you. But at the same time, I do a lot for the whole family, so I don't feel like it's unreasonable 
to ask him for a little bit more to make me feel like I want to be more intimate. So let me know what you think. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hmm. So just to, in regards to the beginning part, she had called yeah. in uh, before saying that like booze had disappeared and they were almost positive it was her little sister and she wasn't sure if she should like confront her about it. And so sounds like it probably was, but they never actually figured it out. <laughs> My boyfriend, yeah. <laughs> That's very funny. Yes, the boyfriend hadn't apparently learned about the add a little bit of water trick. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. We've now taught all of our underage listeners. Yeah. So you're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and by the way, dip into the vodka and rum so that it's not as obvious when you add right. a little yeah. bit of yeah, water. It's water. Yeah. The color yes. stays the same. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. I mean, this is something that I definitely have had friends who are parents. Ex- I, I have heard this come up. That you know the way that maybe yeah. their partner parents is yeah, a bit of a turn off. That. It's like oh, it makes so much mm-hmm. sense, but I didn't think about that specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but, well, because is what that, it really means yeah. is is you're turned off. It's I think by the division of labor situation, right? Like, yeah, that's kind of what I it sounded like, right? More than anything, I guess. I mean, obviously there could be some specific things he's doing, like the way he handles certain things, but. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a default, I think, because they're always going to do it worse. <laughs> so, yeah, probably that plus division of labor. It sounds like, yeah, it sounded like that because I, I was kind of waiting for like specific things, but there weren't specific things. But the one thing that was said that was specific was, you know, her saying like, I do most of these things anyway. And it does seem like, oh, I think that's probably a lot of it. Maybe the biggest problem since you didn't mention specific parenting things. And I think, yeah, I've heard from a lot of my friends who have kids. They're like, oh, I mean, I'm married, but I'm pretty much doing everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's jarring. And yeah, I mean, it makes sense that you also don't want to like, I mean, this sounds crass, but I think it's what a lot of people are thinking, which is like now doing the labor of having sex with somebody who like now you're not that into like it does. If you're not fostering that relationship and then you're like, oh, he still wants to have sex, but I don't feel like he's bringing that much to this. And now I have to bring this to this. Like, I do think there is that, like that obligation is such a resent being overworked and like resentment is the biggest boner killer of all. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But then also you're, but then also you're sitting there with somebody who's just like, I'm turned on. Why aren't you? And you're like, where do we begin? (laughs) You know, it's it's such a real thing. Yeah. 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 And you're like, now you want me to be horny. How am I supposed to be horny? when like, I need all these things. You know, it's very interesting that she called in saying, that you know it wasn't like hey i want to talk to my husband about the child you know about figuring out how he can do more with our kids it was Mm -hmm. like i don't want to fuck him because it does so it's like yeah yeah right well and i think Mm -hmm. it can also resentment and also like just the feeling of not being seen which i think is like really Mm -hmm. um tangential to a poor division of labor because it means that one person is like truly not seeing the labor that you're doing or they wouldn't be yeah i think that's a lot and they're not acknowledging it and being like, oh, I yes. take it for oh my granted. God, you're doing yes. too much. Yeah. yeah. And that is such a turn because it's in the same way that it's like obviously much hotter to like have sex after like a great dinner or you've had a great conversation. Like that kind of connection is not being made because he's maybe not cognizant of like what you're really what your life looks like. What's stressing you out? What's making you tired? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You know? Um, so, yeah, I do think the instinct to like tell him be specific it would mm-hmm. be so hot if you would do that. I love when you do that. I think definitely leading with the positive because especially with sex stuff, like it, it, you do want to be sensitive and and mm-hmm. and not make anyone feel bad. 
Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm kind of leaning towards the telling him what's hot. And not, I don't know about telling him the what's not hot because I feel like that'll just put a, a weird, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I don't know. I feel like it might be not help. So yeah. I would maybe lead with the what's hot and then separately do the other thing depending on how you feel. You know what I mean? Because um, mm-hmm. I think putting them both together might be kind of like anti- yeah. That's well, and your signal. your your brain, it's like you have that like negativity bias. So like your brain is probably like his brain is probably going to focus on like exactly. oh, I'm being like judged. That, I'm I being... would not think about the positives. I would only No. Think no, yeah. I wouldn't be like, "Oh, but they did say this yeah. was hot." All I would think is like, "Oh my god, I'm like repulsing her right. every time I do all these things." That's all you're going to yeah, hear. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's if, if if it's two separate conversations if it's that, yeah, for sure. And also two separate conversations. And maybe he can Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. if it's Separately from sex, like what's going on with the equity in the child yeah. Yeah. care, you know? I did get great advice from a girlfriend about if you want to get a man to like stop in his tracks and listen to you, lower your voice and talk slow. It. <laughs> oh my God, that's so It works really. I've tried it and like it, I don't know. They're like, oh, it's, this is serious. Like it, I thought you were going to say, like, just walking with your shirt on. Oh, God. I did, too. I did yeah. Put your vagina on display, and he will listen. I'm like, no, he will no, not. No, that's already, no, I can not. barely no, get dressed. I know, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not so going to help them listen to I've never tried that. I'm going to have to. Yeah, try it. Because yeah. I, I did see something about that recently. Like, I saw, like, a TikTok or something like that, that that is apparently a thing. I, I don't know if it was. Yeah, I think it was specific. Yeah, I don't know. I've noticed it. And then like our other girl, we were at dinner when she dispensed that piece of advice. And like we texted each other like I tried it. I tried it. And like everyone, it's been working for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 And also I think there's something cool about that too, because also then you don't have to necessarily. Sometimes when I really need to be listened to, I almost like get so emotional because I like want them to see like how much pain Mm -hmm. I'm in. But I don't think a lot of men like respond to that and they don't. They don't, it just doesn't, I don't think it works the same as just being like, here is what I need to tell exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Also because, because if you do it like that, you almost sound like you might exactly. kill them. <laughs> and they're scaring they're, they're them, but up. like in a very <laughs> like acceptable way. Yeah. Yeah. And look at yeah. how much you're not intending to scare them. I have in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. For right. sure. I'm going to speak so slowly and you'll either <laughs> die at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Or, or we'll exactly. fuck. Which one? <laughs> Keep listening for more. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's, it's great. It's definitely worth talking. Brighten him. Is oh, my God. Always Brighten keep them him. on their toes. Just know that the Golden Girls house, they better enjoy their time on this earth. Golden Girls <laughs> <laughs> house is a sneeze away. I just, anything you do, we're always popping. <laughs> it would be a gift to throw your funeral, Greg. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I mean also like you guys have kids you know it's like I wonder how Mm -hmm. much of that is like are you carving out enough space like for date nights and stuff like that because I mean gosh Mm -hmm. like it's so hard to focus with kids around like yeah yeah. I I think you it's you definitely need and I you know it's so easy to say like you know just find some time for both of you I know that's very very hard to do but I think it is you know I don't want to say it's 
I, I get I get into spaces where I realize that I'm depending on him to like make moves or like I put mm-hmm. I do put all the like sex labor if you want to call it quote unquote on him, mm-hmm. and I realize like, I'm like oh I need to like be showing up a little bit more, and so I think creating space for you guys to just be alone is gonna will make that easier for both of you to show up you know mm-hmm. for sure and then also you don't have to when you're being alone then like you're you're also like not as cognizant of like what he's doing and what he's not doing because you're not in the thick of it you're in like a third location or whatever it is and you're able to just be like two people yeah. who like each other which is a lot harder to be when you're like taking care of other people and trying to raise people like now oh, you're yeah. this enmeshed unit and you're all these different things people instead of like Mm -hmm. that first thing where you're just like oh that's right we're two people who really like each other exactly and like try not to talk about the kids too much you know like yeah i don't know like my husband and i like we like to like listen to audiobooks together like read the same book at the same i don't know maybe it's like kind of nice to have something give yourself something besides the kids to like have an intellectual Mm -hmm. discussion about i think that can be very hot you know and yeah yeah, definitely. I mean, we've all been out like to like lunch or dinner with a friend that like has a kid with them and like you get if you're lucky, you get 30 percent of their attention the entire time. So it's like, you know, yeah. that kind of relationship all the time is going to compound for sure. Yeah. Well, and I yeah. think it's also when you have this conversation, like be open to him, like not like there could be stuff that he knows he does it wrong. So he just doesn't do it because you, you like things done a specific way. And as opposed to him using his words and talking about it, he's just like, you, you do it all better. Okay. I'm sorry. Like, yes, that happens. I think so much to, to in like hetero relationships. Yes. 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 Oh my God. Okay. Not to, I mean, I love my husband, but like last night. Okay. We get a box. I ordered like new dish soap and new hand soap. I'm like, you can, Mm -hmm. it, it was addressed to me. I was like, you can open it. It's dish soap and hand soap. And he goes, Okay, where do you want me to put this? Where do I want you to put the dish soap? <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, there's like a part of you that's like, are you 13 yeah. years old? Yeah, Am yeah. I yeah. your mother? Like, yeah, yeah. That I have to like tell you where this goes or else I'm going to like be mad at you. It's so weird. Those yeah. little moments where you're like, But then also what? if you put it in the wrong place, I would have just, yeah. You would have yeah. out, right? Yeah. Yeah. But also, right, it's not about, it's yeah. not about like, what do you mean? Put it wherever. It's like, how do you not know it's, by now yes. where it goes? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like I'm so... I, I'm so often, you know, if we're looking at like those kind of archetypes, like the guy, because the other night, <laughs> I don't even know how this happened. Adam spent so much time. He did the dishes, wiped down the whole kitchen. It was so nice. And we went to bed and I like was cleaning up some stuff from the, like some snacks. And I had like a bag of popcorn or chips or something that needed to be empty before I put it in recycling. Right. So mm-hmm. I like thought I emptied I emptied it in the sink and then I put it away but I had gotten crumbs everywhere and I didn't know and like he was like how did you do that like it was like a magic trick he just cleaned it and he was like I don't he was like what did you do and I was like what are you talking about he's like there's crumbs and I was like I don't even know what you mean because I didn't remember what I had done yeah yeah. I'm always always the one like doing shit like that he's like I don't even understand (laughs) but that's honestly I I'm so envious of that because I kind of wish I could be that person because I notice everything and I'm so aware of it but it reminds me of you I, I think I had a roommate who was very similar to you years ago where like I woke up one day and I 
went into the bathroom and it was like covered in blood, (laughs) not like a murder, but it was like, there was a blood blood stain on this. And it was like, clearly she'd like had her period and like went in the middle of the night to like go to the bathroom or something and didn't realize she got blood ever. It was like blood on the cabinets. It was like a crime scene. And in the morning I was like, Hey, uh, what happened? And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, there's blood everywhere. And she was like, Oh, I'll clean it up. And I was like, no, I just have questions yeah. about how. Yeah. What's happened here? So much period blood. This all is over why everything. Golden Girl she House happens after menopause. This is why. Hey, we don't have to notice all the blood you've left behind. We already got that tip recently um, from our last guest telling us about the pee, the, the thing that lets you pee in beds. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a medical device that they use in hospitals. Uh, it's a comfortable catheter that allows you yep. to piss in your sleep. <laughs> yeah. So we're on the way, baby. I honestly don't know if I would want that. Hey, the few- Part of me does because I woke up this morning because I was like, ugh, I have to pee. Exactly. I'm so sick of this. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to put in a catheter. Not, and also, said, I it's can't. Not, you're it's not like a suction. We're, not, it's, I don't Look. know. Something it's comfortable. She sounded comfortable. <laughs> the future is bad, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm like that's one of those things that I'm going to take this with me through my day I'm going to yeah. think about it I don't know maybe once twice yeah. but still no, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think now we're all going to have that in the back of our mind and like is today the day I pull the trigger yeah <laughs> exactly you know what it is it's that we're living in the golden girl's house and you just walk in one day and you see a jug next to someone's bed and you're like they did it yeah <laughs> yeah and I'm like good for her yeah, yeah for you're her. just like it's your time. <laughs> it's your time. You're like, do not wash that in the sink. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, there's a special. They're like, I won't, I won't. So you're like, okay. gotta... this house is fun. Yeah, we got a piss sink in the back. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Piss sinks in the back. Yeah. And she like makes an announcement. Yeah. And we're like, we're going right. to have expensive like, candles and a piss sink in the back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we got it all. But look at a lady one. <laughs> Oh my god. Holy shit. (laughs) Anyway, I think we solved that problem. Yeah. (laughs) We're the people to ask for advice. (laughs) Feel solved. Feel solved to me. But yeah, I mean, it sucks. You gotta talk to him, be honest about shit, and it's that's the hardest thing in the world. But also, yeah, I I totally agree. I I, guys love being told that something they're doing is hot, so I think that's a great instinct. Yeah. Tell them what's hot. We lead with the hot. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them what's hot and then you know, maybe uh, make him put on a sexy underwear while you teach him how to take out the trash. Be like, oh. let's put on a cute, you put on a cute little outfit and I'll show you how to do a basic chore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that you somehow did not learn at 13, but we'll just Uh-oh. move right past that. Yeah. 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 You're not alone in that. Uh, I think that's unfortunately a problem that a lot of ladies have. Sorry. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's Got another one. one. Hi, ladies. Um, my lady problem is that I just got married a couple weeks ago, and in preparation for that, I actually, for the first time, kind of in my adult life, had like really healthy routines. I was like washing my face a bunch, and you know, brushing my teeth all the time, and flossing, and running. And I have already felt those like really stopping. Um, so I was wondering if you guys had any advice on how to like keep up a healthy habits and kind of carve out that space, um, that time for myself. Um, and I'm really prioritizing myself in that way. 
Thanks. Bye. Tess? Oh, I am the last person to answer this. <laughs> this is my favorite subject. This is, this is Tess. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Tess question. Yeah. Okay. I love talking about getting motivated to run. I have so many tips for you. Um, I'm sort of in a similar kind of place right now because I'm recovering from an injury. So I'm like transitioning from not running to running on a more regular basis. And I really, really recommend the Nike run app. Like they have these guided runs that I love. And like, sometimes like it, it like this, this guy, coach Bennett, he's a great coach and he just plays these like motivational runs that you can, and it's free and you can play it like on top of your regular playlist. And like, they literally have a run called the, I don't want to run run. And so, like, you, like, can, like, instead of, like, your own head throwing a tantrum the whole time, you just listen to this guy say motivational shit to you while you run, and I find them very helpful. So I really recommend those. Mm. Um, and then, like, sometimes I just have to, like, tr treat myself. Like, if I'm, like, I have this, like, toddler in my head sometimes that, like, throws a tantrum. It's like, I said I was going to work out. And it's like, I don't want to work out. It's like, okay. Now I get to parent the toddler in my head. And, <laughs> and so then I will literally, I will say this out loud to myself. I'll be like, all you have to do is put on your shoes. All you have to do is put on your shoes. Okay. All you have to do is get in the car. All you have to do is get in the car. All you have to do is drive to the Rose Bowl. And then once you start, get there, you're going to start running. So like I will literally just say those things out loud to myself, like each small step, because like it's not a big deal to put on your shoes. It's not a big deal to, to drive. So I find that really helpful too, just like step by step, like patiently, but like firmly just telling yourself you're going to do each thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then my last running motivation, I, I have so many. Um, <laughs> another one is make a new playlist that always motivates me to run, mm. like make yourself a, a sick new playlist. If you can afford it, like a new pair of sneakers. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I like to like, if I'm really dragging ass and like not really in the mood to run, I will like treat my like, do you have any special places around you that will be like fun to run? Like for me, it's the beach. I love running at the beach. So if I'm feeling unmotivated, I'll like treat myself to a run at the beach because like I'm not going to be in a bad mood at the beach and I know I'm going to have a good experience there. And it's a 40 minute drive. So I really have to do it once I get there. Um, so if you have somewhere like that, that you can like, start getting back in the habit of doing that, then I, yeah, those are my tips. Yeah. And I think carve out that time. Like if you use a calendar, like a, like a web calendar or whatever, like be like this hour and a half is set aside every day for me time and for running or for whatever the thing is. And like, you don't schedule anything else during that block of time. That way you always have like time that is yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. I I will say though, <laughs> not to go like too deep and like existential on this, but it's like that is such a hard thing though. Like yeah. that's the thing I'm constantly working on. Where I'm like, why am I so okay with like putting everything other than like my own happiness and mm. well being on the forefront? Like that's something I can like skip. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. That should be the number one thing you're doing. Is like this is something I need to take care of myself. This is something I need to as cheesy as it sounds, like honor myself. Mm -hmm. And like, this is my life too. Why am I just filling it with all this other stuff? It's, it's fair. It's yeah. It's a power. It's a powerful thing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very tough. Yeah. I think to, yeah. I, 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 nothing works for me. I can't schedule it. I can't put it in my calendar. I can't, I, I like am very, very, very bad at making any habits stick. And the only thing that sort of helped. And even then I, you know, I've had a hard time sticking with it is like, you know, there's this book called Atomic Habits. It's really a really good, I think, information about basically saying like, 
you wake up and say like, oh, how can I improve my life by 1% today? So it's about building very small, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I was doing a thing where I was just getting up and I was just like doing one stretch and two push-ups or something like that. And then I was like building from that to a cup of water. And so a lot of times I think yeah. uh, it's starting, you know, very small. And I think it's similar to what Tessa, which is really good advice I haven't heard before, is like just putting on your shoes, breaking that thing down to mm-hmm. into the smallest version yeah. of it so that it like the thing leads after the other where it's not. Because I get very overwhelmed by like, oh, I've got too much. Like, I want to work out, but there's too yeah. many options or whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. you know. So yep. about like just making them very small choices, I think, can help. Yeah. And I think like if, if like gamifying something for yourself is, is helpful, I mean, that for me is always like it's is a big deal. Like I use a lot of habit trackers and things like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. If I get like a streak of whatever going. Like I I hate washing my goddamn face. I hate doing all that shit. Yeah, it's such so a pain fucking, in the ass. It's such a pain in the ass. But like I literally on my mirror have like these are the five things that I'm supposed to fucking do. And it's like, if I do them all, I check off a thing on my phone. And if I get to 10, then I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to 7-Eleven, baby. Like, <laughs> it's, like yeah. it's like stupid shit like that, but it like does work to be like, totally. would like a Reese's cup. Okay, let me, <laughs> I don't know. Well, and it's like, I think it's also, for me, like when that toddler comes yeah. in, like, like Tess was talking about, cause that I do have that sort of where I'm like, I don't want to do that. And I'm tired and I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I have like that kind of come in and I have to like reframe it for myself as like, I'm not making myself go and like cut off my own skin. Right. <laughs> I'm like asking myself to stretch. Right. I'm asking myself yeah. for movement and like these nourishing things. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes that toddler interprets it as like, why are you making me go to this thing? I don't want to do, you know, I'm tired. And you're like, hold on. Can we make this playful? Mm-hmm. Can we make this like something that's really fun? I'm not, I'm asking you to remember to do something joyful, something that's like yeah. going to yeah. make your life better. I, but it's like, I really have to do some reconfiguration. Cause that part of me is like, no, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but this isn't that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Percent. It's so interesting the way your brain yeah. is. Well, and it's all, but I have to remind that toddler, like, no, no, this is fun. Yeah, this like, is for you. Once you start it, it's you act. This is for you. This is not like go do it and like set yourself on fire. Yeah. Like, no, I'm asking you to like enjoy your life and like be present in your body. Um, exactly. You know exactly. But like, all transitions are kind of like sticky and awkward, yeah. right? Like, and so anytime you're transitioning from like not doing something to doing something, there's going to be a little resistance because we're kind of resistance, naturally yeah. inert. And so I think just viewing that sort of objectively, like, oh, this is just kind of what I do when I transition from one activity to another. All right, shut yeah. up, go. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think the other thing too that I think a lot of people do is like we dip, we, we think that that like like doing something nice for ourselves is is somehow taking away from the quote unquote important things we have to do, right? Uh, exactly. And, like we don't see the interconnectedness of all of them. Like in mm-hmm. reality, they're not separate. You're not robbing from your important email business in order to go on a run. Like you go on a run, you're going to feel more focused, and that's going to make you better at your job, and that's going to make you better at everything. Like it's all connected. So don't. You're going to have ideas. You're going to think where I have to remind myself of that time. I'm like, whenever I like how I go for that walk or whatever, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't get away because I've got to, I have to do all these things. And I'm like, no, no, remember, remember that when you go and do Mm -hmm. these things for yourself, you have ideas, you have this clarity. You're like, oh, that would be a good idea. Here's how I solve that problem every Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. That shouldn't be the point. But if I remind myself, yeah, it's almost like tapping into at least 
for me, it's almost like tapping into that, like, shitty capitalistic part of my brain that's been so indoctrinated to be like work only mm-hmm. and i'm like well actually it makes me better at work and even though i hate right. that i have to think <laughs> like that but it's it's a trick if it yeah. helps for now i'm like do it that's yeah. fine one day we won't need to think like that is what i but yeah i do that. think exactly. that's the underlying thing when people are like how do i carve out time for myself it's like it's all time for yourself your work is for you too i mean and mm-hmm. i think i think starting to have that mentality allows yeah. you to find joy in everything that you do it's all for you yeah really even the Definitely. shitty stuff. I mean, just like Hootie said or whatever. Yeah. Only one baby with you. I can't believe that man's name is not Hootie. I know. Well, Darius and the Blowfish is a different That's vibe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very true. That's very like true. A, a low budget porn production. <laughs> like Darius and the Blowfish. Yeah. Like, ooh. <laughs> Sounds sultry. The worst morning zoo crew I've ever heard. <laughs> That's literally what it is. That's literally what it is. Like, oh, it's dairy in the morning. In the morning. Why is it a werewolf? It doesn't make any sense. Also, can I just say, like, I feel like Cootie and the Blowfish, they were always so incongruous with the rest of the TRL countdown. It was like Christina oh, yeah. Aguilera, Lim Biscuit. Hootie and the Blowfish, like who invited the Bass Pro Shop into the countdown? (laughs) Yeah, it was just always like, and then here's your uncle's friend. You're like, okay, sure. All right, welcome, Mr. They're they're fun. Good job, Mr. Hootie. Darius. All right. He's Hootie. He's Hootie. Yeah, we'll always be Hootie in our hearts. Yeah. I think, um, right, like this is your uncle's friend. Be respectful. And you're like, okay, okay. Yeah, no, these are cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you listened in a different yeah, way. Yeah. You're like, yeah, no, for sure. No, yeah. I'm hearing it. <laughs> All of a sudden, I really want a beer stein. I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's who you get the beer stein to. Hootie. <laughs> I bet when I'm older, I'll get this. Is like what you're thinking. Yeah, Hootie and the Blowfly, Blowfish is uh, it's, uh, Mr. Brightside for guys with calluses on their hands. Mm. <laughs> Also, when you when you like stumbled over your words a second, I literally thought you were gonna say Hootie and the Bowflex, yes! and I was like, yes, sure. I don't think you'd lose that much. No, I think it same. would sound very similar. It's the same vibe. <laughs> the similar vibe, like Hootie and the Bowflex. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, they live in the same. I'm a child. I don't. I don't know the they, difference. I, that both sound it's weird. All to me. a chaotic neutral. Honestly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Nothing has been more chaotic life. neutral than a Bowflex or Hootie and the Bowflesh. <laughs> Bowflesh? Bowflesh. He's working Bowflesh. at it. Is, it is Bowflex. his garage. <laughs> That's, aren't we all? Yeah, or something? yeah. every yeah. rap he just goes, mm. Hootie. Hootie. <laughs> yeah, Hootie. <laughs> and then maybe it's like, I only want a bow with oh. you. I don't know. I think oh. I've taken this to a different place, but I, I think like I could keep going there mm-hmm. if I needed to. I don't, I like but it. I could. Let's get Mr. <laughs> Bowflex on the line. We got a pitch. <laughs> Mr. Bowflex is amazing. That's what I, because, okay, because Daniel Bowflex of Bowflex. How do you guys think? Because, like, obviously, yeah, we all thought, like, he was Hootie. If you were yeah. looking at a band called of Hootie course. and Bowfish, he was Hootie. How did the Blowfish feel about being called that? <laughs> I mean, they were like, I'm in a band. I mean, I don't know. I think they just were like, they had their carpenter pants and they were like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, because they, they must have decided they, on it. Yeah, they must have named themselves. Right. Like, but like, that's why I always, I always really hated bands growing up that had like the Steve Miller band. I was like, what? Like, where? Because I, I was mad because I thought one person was taking all the glory. Mm. And so, yeah, yeah. when you look at like, did they would you Matthews rather be a blowfish? Band, yeah, I wouldn't rather would be a blowfish. Dave Matthews and the Blowfish. Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know that I'd want to be a blowfish. <laughs> 
Mick Jagger and like, the Blowfish. <laughs> right. And then do you like introduce yourself as that like, I, I'm one of the Blowfish. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, do you know who I am? I'm a Blowfish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Interchangeable. Just out of context. Yeah. 30 years late. Yeah. I'm a Blowfish, ma'am. I would appreciate some respect. And you're like. It's oh, actually respect on that blowfish. the perfect lie because who would lie about that? Like no one's going to fact check it. <laughs> yeah. The perfect like, lie. They're, they're like, yeah, he's pretty famous. He's, he's a blowfish. And you're like, I don't understand. Is he like popular in the sea community? I don't get it. Dating a blowfish. <laughs> yeah. She's having a really exciting time in her life right now. She's dating a blowfish. <laughs> so you, you understand the gravity of this situation. <laughs> I like to think that one of the blowfish is listening right now and he's like, yeah, it was here. <laughs> please let us know if you're a blowfish. Please reach out. <laughs> yeah, they're like, someone has talked about this. We felt this way all of 98. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're welcome, yeah. blowfish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Were- oh, yeah. I was like, I have no idea what the problem is. Oh, I was one more thing. And this is all, you know, whatever advice everyone knows, but path of least resistance, which is like, if you're going to go run, get your shit ready to go the night before, you know, have it ready to Mm -hmm. put on, know where you're, where you're going to go, have your water ready to go, all that shit, you know. Yeah, totally. Be be prepared. As Scar would say, be prepared. (laughs) <laughs> that was my favorite song when I was a kid fitness enthusiast yeah, Scar yeah. had incredible running you were always bench pressing to Scar hell yeah Scar Scar slaps man Scar now I would listen to Scar in the Bowflex yeah. Scar in the no, Bowflex would that's crush a totally di- that's a horse of a totally different color that's a, <laughs> I don't know why I'm horny I but Scar Scar in the Bowflex yeah what yeah yeah, yeah. What? He's a millennial's first bad boy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Him and the guy from and like a little gay. Uncle exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A it was a little prince esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. 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 No, exactly. Yeah. Like Scar puts on a pair of fish nuts every once in a while. Yeah. 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 He looks good. Yeah. He does it in a hot way. The leg hair peeking through the netting. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the leg hair. Mm-hmm. These. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. For a second, I just remembered that he's a lion and not a hot man who's like kind of Tim. But no, I, I was just Tim Curry too. I was 100 percent Tim Curry. I was like, no, yeah, and his hot yeah. leg. Yeah, yeah. There's the Tim Curry. And I'm like, wait, he is a cartoon yeah, lion. But we all were picturing human Tim Curry. <laughs> and we're, yeah. yeah, I was like, mm, his legs look good. His human man legs. <laughs> <laughs> you know so maybe put a picture mm-hmm. of scar up in your bathroom to motivate you every day <laughs> if that's helpful yeah i want to get human legs like that there's lion. definitely out there there's someone who has drawn a super jacked up scar. oh yes yeah. <laughs> find it right i think now that's where my brain went mm-hmm. like do you i'm sure they yeah are. yeah it's on deviantart.com for yeah. sure yeah <laughs> yes. give me two seconds i could find 10 of them yeah <laughs> yeah 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 Probably like one of the top horniest lions of all time. Yeah, I think we're ranking horniest lions. I think definitely number one, number one with a bullet. Oh yeah, and then I guess people really loved Adult Simba too, wasn't that? The yeah. Other one yeah, that people were really horny for. But I don't know. Scar had something. I think about it him. just comes yeah. down to: Are you a Brandon person or a Dylan person? Like, 
I think the Dylans like scars and the Brandons like Simbas. I'm talking about 90210. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. That tracks. Yeah. I was a Simba. I mean, J- JGT. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Jeremy Irons, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Irons is like very, I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to remember how he looks, but he's very non-sexual, but in that yeah. role. He's he the, voice. Like, the voice. He the voice. looks like what his name is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he does. I need he, to yeah. I'm sorry. He looks like he'd work in like an old library and you'd avoid him or something. Is just maybe yeah, what I remember. Oh, he fills out yeah. a he fills out a cardigan, you know. Yeah, that's not what I was expecting his face to look like. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like I don't I don't know. I guess I've never thought about Jeremy Irons in a sexual way. I guess it's not. Not that we knew of. No. Scar. Yeah. no, but Scar. Scar. Yeah. Okay. But Scar. But Scar. <laughs> but I don't know. Scar. But Scar. I know, I know, I know. I really lingered for a while, but I let I myself take it in. the important thing is we solved this problem. Yes. <laughs> Obviously. Yes. Really. You yes. nailed both of these today, actually. Oh. So. <laughs> so good about our work. If you're not running and horny right now, you did not listen to what we just said. We gave you everything you needed. So. <laughs> oh, I also have a tip. I will, like... Um, you know, find a podcast or something I'm super addicted to or a book and be like, this is like, I save, you know, mm. long walks for that thing. Mm-hmm. And so I get motivated to go do it because I know that's the time I can like, you know, listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's okay. all of our tips. Oh my God. Lane, this has been so much fun. <laughs> it's been so much fun. <laughs> Where can our listeners find yeah. your book and anything else you have going on? Yeah. Um, you can find, you will find your people. When is this airing? It's or I guess like end of the month, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you can pre-order. You will find your people at all bookstores. And there's also uh, an audiobook that I read as well. Um, so you can pre-order all of those and find them at your local bookstores. Um, I'm at Hello Lane Moore on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and everything. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Lane Hell is a great yeah. Twitter follow. I always enjoy your tweets. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hello, Elaine. Go, go buy her books, and uh, we will catch you all next week. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Three, two, three, six but thirty. It's six but thirty somewhere. Hi, ladies. I just wanted to tell you a little story, and please don't judge me, but I think that I have been listening to your podcast for a little bit too long because I recently had a dream, and I don't know exactly how to describe this dream, but Danny DeVito was in my bathroom, and I was very concerned with the fact he came out of the bathroom, and I was like, Danny, did you wash your hands? And he came out waving his hands and apparently he had not washed his hands. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. Anyways, I had a dream about Danny DeVito. I love you guys so much. Bye. Hey, ladies. Um, I've called before. I don't know if I left my name last time, uh, but my name's Jade. And one of the episodes I listened to was a couple episodes back, and it said, like, somebody threw off the idea of you doing music videos for your um, theme songs. And, oh, my God, I think that would be great. I think you guys need to do that. And I think it would be awesome um, for the one that's so random. 
um, for you guys to be like an 80s rock band or something, you know? So, yeah. Um, I love you guys as always. You're awesome. You, anytime I'm feeling down or having a rough day, I listen to you guys and you guys always make me laugh and feel better. So thank you for everything you do. Lady to Lady is produced by Katie Levine. Get tons of bonus content, discounted tickets for live shows, and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady. Follow us on Instagram at lady, the number two, lady comedy, and give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows. And hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brand Dazzle, and Testify Barker. Follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.